Hello, welcome to the Big Knowledge Football Dynasty Podcast. I'm Sonny and I'm your host. I just want to take a minute since it's our inaugural episode, I'd like to tell you a little bit about this podcast and what I'd like to try to do. Um, I am not a football guru. I am not an NFL scout. I have no intention of really making this anything more than just an outlet for me to uh, talk a little bit of Dynasty football. I am a longtime Dynasty football player and I have quite a bit of experience and when I listen to podcasts, I hear a lot of player rankings. I hear a lot of player talk. I hear some general dynasty strategy talk, but usually I think that that's kind of everyone just kind of assumes that everybody else has a plan and that everyone knows all the general strategies of dynasty and different dynasty types and everything. So my goal with this podcast is not to put out player rankings, not to try to to offer up anything that you can't hear in the many many other podcasts out there but to ch- give more of a basic strategy um, sessions throughout different podcasts so my goal is to put out smaller to the point podcasts where I can talk about a different scenario situation with with a player or uh, you know different topics within strategy and dynasty and uh just kind of share my insights, some some ideas, some tips, take an opinion on, on one side or another, and uh, leave it at that. So that being said, today the topic is trading up and trading down in dynasty drafts. Um, I think this is, is a topic that everybody that I know likes to trade, talks about trading, but I think there's some things that, that aren't always talked about when it comes to uh, strategy of trading so you know one one question i always hear or at least is talked about a lot is whether it's better to trade up or it's better to trade down and uh, i really honestly don't think that there is a perfect answer for that i think that my general rule is if you're in a smaller league like a 10 team league um, it is generally better to trade up just to get the best player you you want to maximize your your chance to get the high-end players and that usually means the more you can trade up the better you'll be that doesn't mean overpay or go crazy trying to get the players but I do think it means you know you want to try to get if you can do once or twice moving up to get a better player it usually bodes well in a smaller type league and I think this the opposite can be true in the bigger leagues so if you have real deep leagues where you're playing 11 12 starters or 10 10 starters and you also have deep deep benches so that there's not not a lot of players available then I think usually especially if you have IDP too if you're playing with a lot of defensive players it's even more reason to trade down because late picks just say you're trading from the first round and you and you end up you know getting multiple picks in some picks sometimes you get picks you know 15th round or 20th round depending on the draft those picks can turn out to be very good players especially when you're talking about defensive players so I think it, it doesn't mean just give away the players or, or just you know take whatever you can get but i think in a general rule if somebody's dying to move up and you can can make that move down and gain some extra assets in a larger league in dynasty it's it's definitely i think the better the better way to approach it okay so let's talk about trading up first um one thing i want to talk about with trading up i think it's really common and and something that people don't really i just don't understand this when you're playing fantasy football, you need to think of it like playing poker in the sense that you don't want to give away much information. I think there's something weird about the chat rooms of Dynasty football that people 
would rather impress their friends or impress the people in their group than actually keep their information to themselves. And what I'm talking about is as the draft progresses and say there's somebody who, you know, is in pick five or pick six in the first round, and when it gets to their pick, they clearly don't want the pick. They, they, there's a lot of ways that this can come to the, you know, surface, but they'll just come out and say it sometimes, like they'll drop an F-bomb and then say, ah, does anybody want this pick? Or say like, you know, just in their tone of the, of the way they're writing it shows that it's not like, oh, I'm willing to take offers on this pick if anyone's interested. It's like, I want out of this pick and I'm telling you before I even, we've even started negotiations. So in my opinion, even if you don't want to trade up, even if you're just looking to, you know, keep your spot, you need to keep your ear out for these kind of situations where a guy is just chomping at the bit to get out of that position. And believe me, I've been there before. I've gotten taken advantage of in this very same situation where I just knew I wanted somebody else. And I didn't want to pick him at that spot. So I was pretty much willing to take whatever they give me. And once they know that you're willing to take whatever they give you, just something more than what it is, it's because you already made your mind up on the guy you want to take, then I think it, you know, it's one of those things where your leverage is gone and, and oftentimes you can find yourself just really, really squeezed and you might not even get the guy you want after all. You know, moving down is, is always a risk. So I find that keep your ears open. If you hear somebody who's screaming for, you know, to give that pick up, you need to inquire. You need to just say, hey, you know, I'll give you this pick plus, you know, just a little bit more and, and see if you can't get that pick away for, for you know, small money. I've, I've gotten Le'Veon Bell in a draft, I think it was a year ago too. I could just tell the guy wanted to move back. He wanted a Mike Evans or something and he wanted out of that spot and it didn't cost me much at all. And, and to, to get up and get a guy that you really want, it's, it's always a no-brainer. Um, even if you feel like, you, like I said, you, don't, you were not planning on moving up, I think in these situations, again, I'm not saying go chase the pick but if you sense a guy wants out of the pick don't be afraid to just kind of inquire and, and, and find out what what the guy would be willing to take for him okay my second suggestion in trading up um it's using players this is this usually has to do with established leagues dynasty leagues that are already in play but i think that most of us when we're building our team have a lot of players on there when the deep dynasty leagues that you don't, you're kind of this way or that way on, and you don't really care if they're on your team or they're not. So when you're trying to move up, as you know, this, are, this comes to like I said, rookie drafts or free agent drafts in, in established dynasty leagues. But this is something that I think is important to, to denote, and you know, a lot of people just forget. They just think, oh, I just got to package picks. But just adding a player sometimes to your one pick and to move up to a different pick. It does two things. It you know it gets you to move it up to the player that you want, but it also frees a roster spot. And I think that's something that in the long run always is paying dividends. That you're not if you don't love the player anyway, then you're not really losing that much because you're it's, you're not getting a hold there. You will fill that hole with the roster spot eventually. A lot of times in these drafts, you have extra picks and are having to cut people anyway. So being able to move a player in a part of a trade just consolidates that talent for you. I would say the final uh, suggestion on trading up is it's a kind of a simple one and maybe a no-brainer to some people, but I, I see this all the time where people say you want the number one, you know, a top pick in the first round and you're willing to move the two and the five and the eight 
or something, you know, packaging three picks for the one. And and I get it. The talent and the and the the balance of those two may end up being around the same. But what I would say is try to find a trade that works for you in that same sense. But will you get a couple picks back, um, even if they're much later, um, so that instead of being one for two and six and nine or whatever it is that you work out, depending on the league and the talent base and whatever, you you try to get something more the tone of one and. 15 and 22 for the same two six nine or two five eight whatever it is because those players end up when you end up looking at the trade in the end they turn out to be pretty good players they end up the person when making the trade oftentimes i find that that trade will go over and go just as well and will happen just as often as the trade for the three for one uh, they they don't value those picks. They're just seeing the three big, you know, the three higher players for that that top pick, and then those couple later players. When you actually look at who those players become, as I was talking about before, especially in IDP leagues where defensive players fall later, but you can find you know starters and very important players to your team in those later rounds. So those picks become and flyers. I mean, don't forget flyers are. If you're spending your high picks on flyers, you're doing it wrong. You need to spend your high picks on, on winning and, and those late picks on flyers, and you need those picks um, if you want to keep your dynasty going for, for the long run. So those are my, my suggestions for trading up. As for trading down, you know, it's kind of a flip on, on some of the suggestions for trading up, but they're, they're important things, and especially when it comes to not... when If you do want to trade down, especially at the first round... Um, or especially out of a pick that is is valuable. If you're talking about some of the later picks, it, it doesn't really matter. If you're saying, "Hey, I want to get out of this pick," just just you know, somebody move up. It's not that big a deal. You're talking about the values for those kind of trades. It, it, it does, it's nominal at that point. But when you're when you're talking about the, the the high up picks, you don't want to just tell everybody and telegraph what you're trying to do. Um, so along those lines, you should take the other stance, which is kind of play it real cool. You know, throw it out there that, hey, you know, I might be willing to take an offer on this pick. Let me know, whatever. And if not, I'm gonna, I've got a player I'm going to take within this number of minutes. Some sort of approach that kind of doesn't just put it out there that, that you know, that you're willing to move it. But it's kind of like, I'm willing to move it if you've got something good. Otherwise, I'll be making my move here in a minute. And, and I think that's the better approach. And along with that means you've kind of got to commit to a player. You've kind of got to decide, who am I going to take in this spot? Because... I think it's it's there's very few moments in fantasy drafts where people really go on tilt, uh, but this is one of those moments, especially high in drafts, where I see people that they've decided they want out of a pick, other people have realized they want out of it, and they just get squeezed, they just get taken advantage of. And what I'm saying is, is don't let that happen. Have have a, a clear choice of a guy that's that value at that pick that you're willing to take, then put it out there and see what happens from there. Another thing to look at uh, when you're trading down is the timing of, of the trade. You know, it's, it's kind of, most people agree that the general rule, you don't trade your draft picks away way before the draft. Uh, because as you get closer to the draft, those picks, the, the, the draft fever starts kicking in and everybody wants those picks. And so they become more and more valuable and, and oftentimes the most valuable when, when that pick is actually on the clock. Um, so what I would suggest is, usually you want to wait till you're on the clock you know and that that is usually the time 
that you're going to get the most value because there's a player and they know the player's there. But there is this occasion where you'll see somebody trying to trade up and they think they've already got the draft figured out or they just have decided they want to make a move well before the draft. It's one, To me, it's got to be the day of the draft. It's got to be you know before it's gotten to that pick and you really are just worried that maybe your guy's not going to fall there and you're going to get stuck with the guy you don't want. Otherwise, making that trade a day or two or three before, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You've already, you kind of... The buzz isn't there yet, and they're getting to buy the buzz before before it actually pops. So that's that's one thing. I would time it so that you're trying to get the most leverage, and the most leverage usually comes um, when when the players are on the board or when you're very close to being on the board. And so that's that's one thing I like to keep in mind. Another thing, when you're moving back, as I talked about before, when you're moving up, you try to try get a few extra late round throw-ins. I would suggest the opposite when you're when you're moving back to try to get the multiple picks for one. Uh, that really is where the value is because it gives you some leeway, it gives you some extra ammunition, some firepower to do what you want to do. And and you know I see it too often where people will try to make a trade, especially in the early rounds. Somebody will come to you and say, "Hey, you know, I'll trade you my second and and, and third for your first and sixth. You know, and, and on the surface, it looks like, yeah, that's not too bad. I'm moving up three rounds, and I'm only having to move back six, seven spots, whatever it is. But really, you can do so much better at that spot. Th- those picks are so valuable. Those high-end players are really so much more valuable, at least to somebody. There, there's usually somebody out there who will pay for one of those guys that you don't want to just sit there and go, okay, well, I'll take three rounds later for six picks right now. You, you can do so much better. So that's something that I definitely suggest. Try to steer away from from adding picks back on the back end. Try to get that multiple picks for one. Another thing in terms of moving back, if you do want to take a player, I just you better pick a good player. And you'd be surprised the kind of player that someone's willing to give up, especially if it's an, a defensive player. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the offensive players, the really good ones, you're not gonna be able to get them. But you can demand a really good defensive player or even a a high upside flyer type offensive player just to move back a certain number of spots if somebody's really keen on a player. And sometimes the player you get in the trade can be better than the player that the guy who's trading up to get him is getting, except for the fact that it's a rookie and that the guy's, you know, smitten between this the rookie, you know, the rookie fever. So what I what I try to do is is I try to if I'm gonna get a player, I try to really work hard to get a really good player. Because getting a lousy player, even if it's a player that seems like when you, when you get the offer you're like hmm, that's not a bad player and i really don't have anybody i want here so why not just move back five spots and i'll get this throw in player the problem with that is that you actually end up clogging your roster because now it's one less roster spot and you haven't even finished out your draft so you, you know usually this kind of player is, is borderline to make your roster anyway and then you end up just like i was saying you know when you're trading up you're wanting to get rid of these guys to free yourself now you're taking on that roster spot that you're going to have to make a move and cut somebody. So why give yourself one more guy that you have to do that with, especially if he's not you know, a no-brainer to make your team? So what I would do, especially if you're in IDP leagues, is, is work really hard to get a throw-in of a really quality, if not great IDP player to make that move back. And you'd be surprised. I, I've, I've gotten a lot of very good players just by insisting that, no, I've got a guy I want to take here. And if you really want to move up, because it's usually for an offensive player, you need to throw this guy in. And people don't value the defensive players as well, and that's that's for good reason in, in a lot of cases. But at the same time, they, they're very valuable when it comes to playing the game of fantasy football and winning you know, championships. So 
The other thing I would mention is in terms of moving down would be also keep in mind that future picks can be an option. If you can trade for future picks, which in a lot of leagues you can, but you have to pay you know some kind of fee towards the next year. But a lot of times your fees already paid or, or you you know other trades have been made, so it's not that big a deal. But I would keep in mind that option as well because it really works in your favor in a lot of ways. One, you don't you don't add that roster spot to clog your roster. Um, it gives you firepower. Draft picks are the ultimate firepower. You know you can they they have so much use because they're not an actual player yet, so they they hold their value. So having a future asset to move back, if you're really just you know in the situation where you know you want you want a different player or you want a player that's maybe a little bit of a reach at that spot and you'd like to to get a little in return and and the only thing that you know the only sniffs you're getting are from people who may be willing to give you something else like a future pick or a player and the players aren't there i would you know that that is definitely an option try to try to talk about getting a future pick because it really just kind of feeds the dynasty you can trade that pick back away this current year if you really feel like you need you know to make use of that asset but most cases you're going to be happy when you have it the following year and and you can use it from there so anyway that pretty much wraps up the podcast thanks for listening um i don't have any way of actually publishing this podcast so if you are listening uh, it would be coming back and listening to it later Um, But either way, I'm just happy to put these out and uh, we'll be putting out another one real soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.